Warning, this podcast contains no journalistic integrity. Welcome to the Gentleman's Soapbox. So we're going to start out today once again with our uh, question to the listeners to see whether or not we can get that listener or two to write in and answer. And I've I've got an interesting one, and a lot of today's stuff is going to come down to polls and how much trust, faith, and wonder there comes out of polls. So recently they've been polling for good old Uncle Joe Biden, and probably to most nobody's surprise at the moment, he's getting at best about 38% approval rating at the moment. Um, And here's my question. Now, without any consideration towards the election, I can understand how people would look at Donald Trump and Joe Biden and decide to vote for Joe Biden. So I'm not asking why anybody voted for him. What I'm trying to do is get in the heads of the 38% people who actually think he's doing a good job. So, if you're one of those 38% of people, please tell me why you think this guy is doing a good job. Because I don't know if anybody else is going to see it the exact same way I am, but I don't see anything more than an unmitigated disaster of a presidency going on at the moment. Do you have any thoughts on that one? Oh, I have several thoughts. Um, there's uh, there's there's nothing that's, that's good. But well, here's 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 the thing. I I mean, I know how this happened. Enough people hated Trump. Well, that... and, and as I said, I'm not trying to get down to how it happened. What I'm trying to yeah. do is get down to and, and my hope is, is that maybe there's something that people are seeing that I'm not because I can't see anything positive out of what this man's been doing. Well, the people I see who are still very much Joe Biden supporters are normally very uh, party oriented. Let me let me put it that way, um, and because I, that's the only way I think really you have a a shot of being a Joe Biden supporter right now uh, is because the Democrats told you that this is all you're going to get. And and you're you're a hardcore Democrat. Now, I could be wrong, but mo- like if you look at the guy's track record, it's pretty abysmal right now. Well, my my guess, and and as I said, I'm looking to, for someone to correct me from this, is that most of the people of that 38 percent who think he's doing who, who are approving of the job that he's doing is are more than anything else just approving of the fact that he's not Donald Trump. Yeah, I see a lot of that. That's for sure. Yeah, you do see a lot of that. It's not Trump. It's like, well, that's not that's not an accolade. That's not. No, that's, that's not. A, you know, I mean, and I in that part, I can understand. I can understand being happy that he's not Trump. I'm just trying to figure out somebody who approves of the job he's doing at the moment and see if I can if there's if they're seeing something that I'm not. Hmm. Yeah, I. I I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm seeing anything here that is is at least with his performance thus far that I would look at and go, man, he is really kicking the shit out. of. It. I mean, the only good thing he did, and I will say this, is he ended the the never ending war. Now, I don't agree with the way he did it, um, but he did do that. And I appreciate that. Um, other than that, though. Like, I can't point to a whole lot that they actually got done. I mean, the child care credit was nice. I didn't get one. Um, <laughs> the, the, the uh, uh, you know, the stimulus stuff that was still going on, you know, they were going to do that with Trump. You know, I mean, any all of them were going to do that. Uh, so that's not really something that I can look at and point to and say, oh, man, the Democrats really did us a solid there. Um, if you want to look at it this way, I uh, the uh, Trump stopped student loan repayment and Biden restarted it. 
And it's like, oh, that's going to make you super popular with them. Jeez. Well, actually, he hasn't restarted it yet. Oh, yeah, it, it's, yeah but it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. They're, yeah, but they're, they're, it's going to restart. It, it, it's clear they're going to restart it. Uh, like, what's what's the date right now? Hold on. Student yeah, I payment. I think it's back to March 1st. Student uh, repayment deadline. Hold on here. Is that is that what it is? Uh, do, 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 do. As I said, mm. it was originally set for February. I think it's back to March now. Oh, really? Uh, student, hold on. I, I typed in the wrong thing. Students to start repaying. <laughs> repaying. Again, hold on here. Uh, and I think do, he's do, pushing do. that back more than anything else to just defer having to go through whether or not we're going to do. Oh, no, student. it's restarted in May now. Oh, in May now. Even better. In May, yeah. Um, I think that's what they're doing is pushing that back far enough to whether or not we can cancel student loan debt or not. Man, I, that's it's the one thing like, I mean, it's the one thing that I think a lot of the younger progressives got him elected on. And uh, it, and it, if he's the president to restart it after Trump stopped it, he is going to lose all what little credibility he has. He's going to lose that, too. Uh, there's this and a couple of other things I think they're saving for, you know, once it becomes clear that they're going to lose the House and the Senate for uh the midterms, mm-hmm. that they're saving a couple of things like that to kind of throw out there and say, look, we're special. Man, they better they better get some stuff going on, is all I'm saying, because there's there's a lot that I think a lot, people are tired. They're tired of being lied to. We're tired of the things that are important to us, not factoring in at all. Uh, to, that both to, sides are doing it to them? Oh, yeah. No, and that's why we keep swinging from Democrat to Republican to Democrat to Republican, because we can't like you're you're not making any headway here. You know, like neither group has any intention of helping the American people. They they they're doing exactly what they need to do to get elected and nothing else. Um, they're just basically playing lip service to to all the things that they think will help their party. And it's all party party stuff. And it's all only helping people in D.C. And it's like as a country, we've kind of seen that. It's a thing. And we noticed that. And that's why I think people are just I mean, that's why I think a lot of people took a chance on Trump just because he wasn't one of those those elites, those those. DC elites. I mean, he's obviously an elite. He's a billionaire and all that kind of thing. But they look at. I mean, for four years we had a clown show followed by a dog and pony show followed by a shit show. Okay, just like the whole big wagon train was circling around DC in there, and even that they took chances on that, and he almost got reelected because it was different. At least it was different. Because we're tired of it. We're tired of the lies. We're tired of being lied to. We're tired of of the things that we find important not factoring in at all. Well, a lot of it comes down to the quote-unquote narrative. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where our main topic goes today is into the narrative and how people are. I, I think the narrative has reached a point to that everybody's kind of looking at it going, yeah, this is this is bullshit um, because you're starting to see some of these polls and things come out and the elites just not knowing how to handle it. One of the best ones I've seen so far is there was a uh, British newspaper that did a person of the year poll and then canceled it when J.K. Rowling won. yeah um there's uh they're they're obviously trying to push agendas they're obviously trying to do narratives and and it's not in some cases it's just not working out for them Uh, well and not only that but you have most of the main medical technologists these days going on joe rogan because he's the only one that will let them speak yeah I, it, you literally have the people who have designed the technologies, who have studied every little piece of what goes on with virology, who are standing there screaming at the top of their lungs, you're being lied to. 
and not only will no one listen, but then they're being deplatformed, and the only media outlet they can get is Joe Rogan. You know, it's funny. Uh, after Joe Rogan had an interview with one of the uh, one of those particular people, and then they were deplatformed off of YouTube and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, "I'm going to Getter." I was, I looked it up, and I went to. Get, I started a Hawkside Guns on Getter. <laughs> actually, actually, I just started a um, gentleman's soapbox on Getter. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm going over here, you know. Um, I it, it's it's amazing to me that they would choose to make blatant um, cover-ups and, and censorship and everything so far in front of our face, just just blatant. Like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and censor that because you know what? You're wrong thinking because you don't agree with us. Not this is the evidence that supports why you're wrong. It's just you're wrong. And we refuse to let anyone who's wrong speak. And the funny thing is that the people who are quote unquote wrong are the ones who are supplying evidence. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's to me it's just so messed up. I don't understand how we got here where it became okay like dramatic, overt authoritarian draconian censorship is not only okay but it's normal well you've got this whole thing that's being thrown around or out there and i and i admit i heard it first from one of the doctors on rogan which is the idea of this whole mass formation psychosis concept mm-hmm. yeah which is basically stating that uh we've all been hypnotized into just believing this shit that's kind of what it is. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's it's not. Uh, it, it, I, I mean, if you wrote this down in a story or in a book or something like that, you call it dystopian. I mean, write well, the but, facts but, but of what they're doing. But it's even it's then, if you weird. wrote this stuff into a book right now, nobody would even say it was a good story. This is one of those truth is stranger than fiction situations. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they'd, they, all, they, they'd all go, that can't happen. The, the editor would literally be looking at you going, I can't believe people would actually buy this shit. No, you've got to rewrite this. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, but but it's happening. <laughs> you know? I uh, And this is why I like doing what we do. Um, you know, I have several casts, and, and this is one of the last free mediums. Um, I think, you know, and I've been saying that for years, this is the last free zone. Because they've come for everything else. Television, well, uh, a long time ha- ago. How much longer do you think before they start scouring these for quote-unquote misinformation? Oh, as soon as they figure out how, they will. See, right now, the problem with with this medium is there's there's not two or one company that they can just go after and say, ah, this is how you need to apply pressure, right? They can do that with social media. They can go with three companies, Google, Twitter, and Facebook, and they'll catch, I don't know, 70, 60, 70% of social media and and influence it, right? Um, the only things they don't outright control is TikTok and Instagram. Uh, so Well, it, Instagram it, is Facebook. It, yeah, and Instagram is Facebook, right? So you, you kind of do. So – there's there's uh, you're 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 getting a large part. you can you can influence a couple of companies and basically control mass control social media. You can do the same thing in television. You can do the same thing with news and print. Right. Well, they are doing it with news and print. Yeah, they, they are. They have been for years. The same thing with television, the same thing now with social media. This is the last bastion. Of saying what you mean. Well, the, the the funny thing is, is that they've done it with news and media. And now you have sites like Substack, which are letting people create their own, um, you know, a single place where people can have their own blogs and such, where uh, legitimate, um, and why is English failing me, where legitimate uh, journalists can actually go and say what it is that they want to say versus what their editors are forcing them to say. Um and but what you have there is the mainstream is still looking at them and going, 
oh, but that's fringe and radical. Right. They're doing that. They're doing that to podcast as well. Here comes the funny part. Joe Rogan himself has five to six times the listenership and, and viewership than just about any one of those mainstream people. Yeah. Well, and it's he's, it, but see, the funny thing is that then he's these referred to as fringe. It actually should be the other way around. Well, Joe Rogan has, has become be. mainstream. Yeah, it has to be. They have to do that because if you go numbers to numbers, they can't compete with him. He has a large CNN tried to shut Joe Rogan down. They couldn't. They weren't big enough. Well, even then, you know, you had even employees at Stitcher look at them and say, oh, oh we can't ha- we, th- we can't have this. And they basically looked at their employees and said, yeah, he's making us 10 times more money than you are. Go away. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, the answer is you can't do anything to him. He's Joe Rogan. Uh, so I, the, and, and that's what I like to have. That's why I, and I've said this for years, you know, podcasting is the last remaining place where you can say what you mean, have a conversation, be it right or wrong, or, or maybe you, you know, you need some, some, uh, uh, critical thinking or, or, you know, you're, you're, you change direction or whatever it is, but it's the last place you can have free thought expressed and published right now unless you own your own podcast or your own blog that is free of one of these big sites you you're going to be censored well and amazon hosts what is it like 60 percent of the internet at this point yeah that's why i don't do anything with amazon <laughs> I, I won't post anything with amazon i don't want because eventually they're going to come for you with your site, with your your podcast, with your media, anything like that, Apple's already doing it. They're saying that they're going to start scanning your phone, and if they find anything questionable, they'll just delete it. Uh, well, uh, hey, hey, if you want to have a little bit of fun talking about Apple, you, you remember the whole thing with uh, Tumblr for years, years, a few years ago. Oh yeah. Well, Apple Apple just did it again with Tumblr. What'd they do? They basically forced Tumblr, if not to be kicked off their platform, uh, to take, you know, what Tumblr did is they took all of the adult stuff and kind of put it behind a safety screen. You still Well, have yeah, to, they, they made it unsearchable. Well, they've you gone beyond that. It. Now now it's it's not even it's not even searchable. If it's somebody you follow, you'll still find it in your feed. But if you try to click on their blog from an Apple app, you will not get to it. <laughs> of course now you can still go on your web browser and see whatever you want but if you're going to use the apple app y- y- yeah no it's all gone and this is this is what they're forcing censorship on you they're forcing censorship on you and this is this is acceptable because it's part of their their terms and agreement you know, it's part of their their service agreement, and this is just their. You're forced to do that now. Um, are, are we to the point yet where we can just look around and go, "Holy shit!" Orwell was right. Oh yeah, no, I think we passed that a while back. It's just that they refuse to admit it now. Um, I, I think people have just closed their eyes so much; it's become so normal. We're on that part of the book where we're pretty sure there used to be something there. But we just can't remember what that was. You know, like we're we're at that part of it right before the horse died. But but obviously down below where they already started changing what was written on the side of the barn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, The horse Uh, hasn't died uh, yet. Actually, actually, you're going with Animal Farm. I was going with 1984. Oh, yeah. Well, 1984 is done already happened, homie. (laughs) That's. Well, That's already I, happened, well, man. I mean, I've been saying for a little while now that the only thing that Orwell got wrong was the date. Yeah, well, there's there's evidence to suggest that that may be correct. Um, I'm not going to say that it's not, for sure. Well, every, everything that was in 1984 is pretty much happening now. Now. Which is, for you know, everything from trying to control the way people think to not having any supplies or anything on uh, a day-to-day basis that you can just go to a store and pick up. All of this stuff is happening. You're, we're now in a surveillance state. Uh, it, it, yeah. 
I mean, we've been in surveillance it, state for a long time. Uh, yeah, but we it may not be government funded specifically, but we already have the thought police. <laughs> we have the thought police on every major platform. Exactly. Except podcasting, which is why I think they're going to in the next five to ten years, they'll try and come for it. They will. Um but the the thing is, podcasting isn't just one company. It's it's a bunch of little stuff, and you can and it's a feed, and you can just you can attach to it. You can go to the website, any podcast website that you want, and attach it to your feed, and it'll just download it for you. Um, it's hosted on on every platform, on every place. You know, you can't just shut podcasting down, which is why people are going to it because you can't remove it. Is easily. It's very frustrating for people, and that's why they have to. If you can't remove it, their strategy is is uh, the same thing they do for like um, oh uh, uh, extremist UFO conspiracy theory people, right? Even if they have provable evidence from a credible source, what they do is go, it's UFOs. Who listens to that? Nobody cares. You know, it's not real. Yeah, and I'm kind of just waiting for the aliens to just finally just pop out and go, okay, enough of this shit. We're just taking over. R- relax. It, it'll it's, be okay. It's obvious you guys can't handle this. <laughs> this whole life thing. We're going to help. All right? It's just nobody gets to make any decisions, especially not that assholes. I can't believe you guys are listening to them. You know, like, it's... I just... Just, but, just give me the they live glasses and call it a day. <laughs> But it's that's what they're doing to podcasts, you know, like, oh, I can't believe you listen to that fringe bullshit. You know, I can't believe you're you're listening to those. I mean, it's not mainstream. It's not respected. And in fact, I have a podcast that gets better ratings than my market's nightly six o'clock news. Yeah, I mean, you have boobs on that one. Yeah, but more people are interested in that than the crap that goes on. That was kind of my point. Is is you know, these days, you know, and I'm not saying that it's wrong because I'm the same way. But if you kind of go nightly news, boobs, what do you go for? Yeah, exactly. Well, not unless you unless you got an Apple phone. Um, <laughs> it's just it's amazing to me how far we you know we've we've gone down the hill. I mean, we've slid quite a bit. There's a lot of sliding down the hill going on and we're not, we're not looking. We're not as a, as a society. I mean, anyone listening to this show, you're obviously (laughs) the black sheep enough that you're like just a damn minute here. But again, you're, that's the minority right now. The majority is, they believe everything that come out comes out of Mr. Science's lying mouth. Um, I mean, science himself gets on TV and says, I am science and I say this and I am not lying. And then you find emails where it's like he is completely lying. <laughs> he did the exact opposite. And they squashed all this stuff. And and the CDC is making recommendations on what they based on what they think you might not riot over. <laughs> Seriously, or, or, you gotta, or better yet, what a teachers union tells them they ought to be doing. Oh my God! Or, or you know, I love that the fact that they keep calling this a vaccine. When if you look up what a vaccine does, it 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 neutralizes the disease, right? They've proven we have data all over everywhere that, but it's not being broadcast because that's not in the the narrative. As to go back to your point, it's not in the narrative. We have data that shows it doesn't matter if you take a vaccine or you don't take a vaccine. You're going to get COVID. It's just the 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 amount or the the severity that you get COVID. Right? They've got just as many breakthrough cases with Omicron and whatever the hell else it is, Omicron um, and but Delta see, and all that. But see, as much as they're freaking out about Omicron, all of the anecdotal evidence out there, and, and obviously I'm saying anecdotal because somewhere along the line somebody's going to go, there's no real studies on this yet. But all right. of the anecdotal evidence out there is saying that Omicron is basically a souped-up common cold. Right. And so, quite frankly, once we can get rid of Delta, you know, the original version's gone. So mm-hmm. basically what you've got is Delta and Omicron. If we can get rid of Delta, we've now got another flu, life goes on, keep moving forward. But they're not going to let that happen. No. 
No, they can't because it's it's fear mongering and the money's in the medicine. So what they'll do, well, and this is the term I've heard recently that it's fear porn. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it to a certain extent, it really is. And it doesn't really matter because they have to keep that engine going. They have to keep it because they they lose all of their platform if they don't. I, I what I keep waiting for, and I know it's not going to happen, especially probably not even in our lifetime. What I keep waiting for is the moment that some of these people look around and go, ooh, this didn't go the way we thought it would. I don't know if you're going to get that. I, 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 say, I mean, probably not in our lifetime. No, I, they're going to keep this machine going as long as they can. The wheels are already starting to come off the wagon as far as you know, people are starting to wake up from it because you can only – and I, I'm a little bit more optimistic than you. All right. But not <laughs> not by much. But I do have a little bit of optimism. You can only lie and keep the entirety of the population fooled for a certain amount of time. I truly believe that. I do believe that people will start. I don't think they have yet, but I think that they will start to wake up and go, you know, this ain't right. At some point. At some point, we will get that. I just I just wish it had happened faster because it's not it's not hell like the 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 more we fall the harder it's going to be to get back up and and make that right and and right now I don't even see any interest in it <laughs> you know I don't even see any interest in hey you you guys know we're we're pretty screwed here um how how are we going to climb back out of this and and you know, at some point, there's this has got to be fixed, and we got to stop these people lying to. We're not hearing any of that. We're not hearing any of that. We're too busy pointing fingers. It's been masterfully done, honestly. I mean, if you, whoever's wagging this particular dog, <laughs> is is doing a great job. I mean, they have master manipulators. I'm sure they've got fixers galore, running 24 seven to to keep this where it needs to be. But I, it's been masterfully done. I'm just wondering when we're going to kind of like the matrix wake up from it. I, I, I really, I, I'd almost love to be in one of these meetings where you have the political figure going, okay, they're, they're not buying this shit. What's my next move. <laughs> and somewhere along the line, you've got somebody who says, I, you know what you really need to do? Double down. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm wondering who looks at that person and goes, well, okay. <laughs> it has to be. You know, like... like uh, okay, they're reading my emails. They know I'm full of shit. Um, yes, but just insist that you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them. This is great. Tell them that if they disagree with you, they disagree with the very thing they're using to discredit you. You're kidding me. That that's gonna work. You think that's gonna work? They can't be that stupid. Try it. I am science, you know. And and then <laughs> like nobody on the planet should be listening to Fauci. He helped create this whole scenario, and he is covering his accountability in the entire situation. And there's still he's still on MSNBC every night. He's still there. Like oh yes, this is this is the way forward, you know. And you're like oh my. And and it's amazing to me that people actually fall for this. I mean, you've got the Biden administration going, we're going to do, check this out, we're going to do an illegal mandate, and we're going to make the Supreme, we're going to run it as hard as we can and just wait for the Supreme Court to catch up with us. And then dare them to tell me I can't do it. What do you think? You don't think that? There must have been somebody in the room going, this is insane. <laughs> Well, uh, have you heard the propositions that are up for uh, vote from the assemblies, both in New York and Washington State? No. Well, they're both voting, uh, and it may have been last week that they voted on it. I cannot remember the exact dates for the votes. But the both of the bills say real close to the same thing, which is if the government deems that you are a health hazard, you can be detained without trial, without due process, 
for an indefinite for an in, unindefinite excuse me an indefinite time period, in which case until you agree to counseling, um, medication, vaccination, and or treatment. So this is like the uh, basically the uh, Australian internment camps. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that, we've had so much. That's always been on the right side of history. Always. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm a Jew. Yeah, the Germans did it. Worked out great for them. The Australians are doing it super great for them. You know, like everybody, internment camps are always the way to go. What the fuck? I mean, seriously? I mean, really? I mean, hell, we, we I mean, it's not like we haven't done it before. We did it with the Japanese during World War II. We sure did. And nowadays that's considered racist. But at the same time, it's not apparently to take care of people who are deciding that maybe they don't really want to be vaccinated. You know, and it's funny that, that they're just going to war with the unvaccinated. I mean, they're they're basically looking at at American citizens and saying we're going to persecute you based on this decision. And I, I'm waiting. I really am. I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the country to wake up and go, this is not right. <laughs> like I, because I think honestly, I think what it'll take is video broadcast somewhere like maybe on Rogan or somewhere where people will see it of American citizens being treated like the Australians are doing and just beating them in the streets and throwing them into internment camps. And here's where my pessimism comes in, because you're saying that you're waiting for people to see it. However, for the past year, we have been looking at video of burning buildings. Oh, yeah, nobody's cared. People people throwing bricks with a newscaster there with a line going across the bottom on the on the chevron saying peaceful protest talking about how wonderful all this is and that's okay whereas you see people wandering through the front of the capitol taking pictures like they're tourists and under the same thing you've got insurrection Mm -hmm. so so you basically is I don't even think it's people seeing it will change anything. I I think I think that might I think internment camps and beatings would shock them out of it. But you're right. I mean well, maybe I, not. But, but see I see beatings and somebody on CNN with a Chevron going underneath uh someone was peacefully asked to come with them to uh the, the camp they erupted they be in for, violence. for for, for treat yeah. No, and I wouldn't even see erupted in violence. I would just see they were peacefully taken for treatment. <laughs> and they were thankful. Right. No, you're, you're right. I mean, it could, it, it, it because that would never make the news. And I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably wouldn't. I mean, you, you're, oh, that's faked. You know, it's fine. Everybody loves internment camps. <laughs> you know, that's what they'd say. They're, they're, they're thankful it's, it's to probably, have them. It's probably on the beach in California, you know. They're, they're living it up. It's cool. I, I hear they get steak dinners every night. You know, it's fine. I, I would love to be there. You know, I mean, they would do stuff like that. And I think you're right. It's not I, I just I, I guess I have more faith in us that we would see it and find like there's a line. I I don't know exactly where it is, but I I truly believe there's a line where we go this far. OK, we're done. I I don't know what that line is. And apparently it's it's further than I thought it was, because I I'd have figured, you know, even after the riots, we'd have gone <laughs> You know, this ain't right, right? <laughs> like, they're burning the city. This isn't peaceful. The minute they pick up a brick and start throwing stuff and, and lighting things on fire, it's become a riot. Um, and now you find out that there were, you know, the, the conspiracy theorists who said that uh, it was a government-led, quote-unquote, insurrection. Was, there's some validity to it. I mean, there's just weird crap. And you're like, how much does it take? How much does it take? I mean, if you were going to destabilize this country, you couldn't have done a better job uh, right now than what's happening now. And I just I don't understand it. (laughs) I really don't. It is unbelievable to me how 
far we're capable of falling here. And I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't get it. I think, and I think what our question that we're coming up to is, is where's the bottom? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really it. Um, where, where is that? Where is that? I, I, I would have believed it would have happened by now. Right. But it's, they're mad. The, you know what I think? And this is, this is the honest truth. I think they know where the hot buttons are. And as long as the majority of people in the United States can get their social media, they get their Wi-Fi, they're relatively well fed and they have a place to stay and, and a job that provides most of their bills or all their bills are covered. They got us under control. They got us. And and that's with only 38% of the population thinking for, and not even for the past year, for the past, you know, five or six years, only 38% of the population thinking the government is doing anything remotely close to anything worthwhile. Yep. And they got us. And they're right. And that's that they're proving, you know, it's, it's proven to be right. Because we're not rioting. We're not rebelling. We're not saying, oh, yeah, this is too much. This is too far. I, I can't like this is this has gone on way too long and way too far. We're not doing any of that. We're just saying, well, I got my Wi-Fi and I'm hungry or I'm not hungry and I got a place to stay and I got a job. And, uh, yeah, government sucks. But, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I think that's where we are. Like everybody's just kind of doing that. And here here comes another piece of, oh, my God, where's the bottom? Uh, Gazelle Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, whatever the hell her name is, the uh, the woman who was uh, uh, Epstein's cohort. Mm-hmm. She was found guilty. Of course, we knew she was. And they locked her ass up and they threw away all the records. Oh uh, no, she's guilty. But all the rest of us who the records would have indicated, you know, implicated, well, we're it, fine. It, once again, you you actually have the judge has sealed all the records of the case, and nobody looks around and goes, "Gee, I wonder why." Yeah, they you got know, their they, pound of flesh, and they're fine now. Uh, they're fine now. So, and, and here's my thought process. Did they tell her, okay, you're going to go sit in your cell and you're going to keep your damn mouth shut or you're going to commit suicide? Oh, I'm sure something like that happened. It's way She had way too much on everybody else. Because if she was as involved as she said there, as, as she you know was as intimated and actually convicted of being, she had dirt on everybody. She knew and had the records of everybody else who was doing all the things that they should have been doing. So I think it was absolutely, and it would not surprise me if she gets, if you'll forgive the expression, Epstein in prison as well. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, no matter what deal she made. (laughs) And the, and I guess the thought process is, is I was speaking to somebody, it may have been you who, who said, Oh, they won't do that because that would just prove that everything was correct. And, but we're in a point right now where, they can prove everything was correct and just going to go, oh, darn, she hung herself. Isn't that tragic? And move on. And everybody's going to go, hey, wait a minute. But they're just going to have moved on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. That's that's totally what they'll do. Because uh, it, name for me like three big things that have happened in the last two or three years. And th- that's all they do. They make a big stink about it for about a week. And then it goes away because there's something worse two weeks after. And they just move on to that. The only thing they hang on to is stuff that is politically advantageous for them to get very riled about. Hence, January 6th. It marks the one-year anniversary of January 6th with the horrible insurrection. Not the riots in Portland and Seattle. Not the riots in, you know, uh, no. They picked the insurrection, the one where the least amount of people died and the most amount of Congress was scared. That's it. So I and, you know, they make a big scene about how they're they're 
you know, putting those people in jail and, and the sentences they've got and, and all that stuff. And they're, they're talking about the Epstein thing and all those things, right? But they don't care about all the rest of it because that's politically inconvenient. It's, it's masterfully done. I'm telling you, man, it's masterfully done. Whoever their fixer is and whoever their, their, their person is or their team is to manipulate the country in this way, they are top notch. <laughs> I, I want, it's amazing. I want the Clinton fixer. Oh man. That's on brutal son of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, because as much as people sit there and shake their head and go, Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. There is no one that has been uh, scheduled to testify against the Clintons who is not dead or disappeared. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, it could be a coincidence. I'm not saying that I know for a fact, but that would be one hell of a coincidence. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not prepared to suggest that uh, Hillary is is every bit probably ten times worse than like two or three Epstein type things. And honestly, it'll never go to court. It'll never go anywhere. Cause... And Bill was such an incredible poonhound and completely, totally, and utterly indiscreet about it that if somebody, I, I'm convinced that if Epstein went, yeah, there's a 16-year-old over there, she says she thinks you're cute, that Bill would just kind of go, <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sure he did. In front of Hillary. <laughs> like, make, make the chick watch, you know? I mean, I, I don't doubt that that happened. I don't, I mean, he was known for it. He was known for it. Um, and, and honestly, it's to me, it's, it's one of those scenarios that it would be, you know, you talk about stranger than fiction. It happens. It happens in front of you. You see that it happens. Everybody knows it. They have video on in some occasions and nobody says or does shit. Like, how, how powerful do you have to be? How good is your fixer? How much money did you put down? How many favors and things do you have on the people who, are, you know, and leverage do you have on the people required to get that kind of thing done? And nobody says anything about it? That's weird. You know, I, I mean, it's just weird. I, I don't understand how that gets where it is but that's the level of american politics right now where we're considering internment camps i mean that's a thing that's on the docket great you know our media outright lies to us like to our face and says we're gonna lie to you and you're gonna like it and what's more you're gonna repeat it to everybody else because if you don't we will ostracize you publicly get in line or get in jail right I, it, it's amazing that nobody's calling bs on this or if you are you're on a podcast like this one and they you know you're just quote unquote fringe <laughs> and you don't count oh you can't listen to that that's a podcast that's not serious uh, doesn't matter if that podcast has more ratings and more people trust it <laughs> the nightly news that's that's neither here nor there well, I, I guess the best way to put it is, is you can say whatever you want about Joe Rogan himself. Conspiracy theorist, whack job. Okay, he's not a doctor. He's a comedian. I, all of that I understand. It's not him. It's the people that he has on talking to him. You know, what's what's funny to me is Joe Rogan says that he is not a great interviewer. And I'll give him that he's, he's, he does those three hour interviews because it's very difficult for people to lie convincingly for three hours. And I get that. I mean, we do, you know, long form podcasts as well. And, and you can't keep up an act for that long, at least not a very convincing one. And cause you just run out of stuff to talk about and you can't dodge. If it's going to be three hours, you can't dodge. You can dodge a 15 second clip. You can dodge somebody rolling on red carpet or you can dodge all with sitting in the same chair for three hours. It's really difficult to dodge when he keeps coming after you. That's his strategy. Okay. But what he says is he's an excellent curator of podcast guests. And that turns out to be 
a decent strategy. If you have the right guests on and then just give them a platform, wind them up and let them go, you can get a lot done, especially in long form. If you give them the chance, and this is the part that I think people in media in general and, and, and the, the elites and the, and the country runners have forgotten. They think people are generally stupid and they are, um, as far as I'm sure we say it once a podcast, but we go back to the favorite quote, a person is smart, but people are dumb, panicking animals. Exactly. And I think that's right. Um, but the thing I think they forget is we all turn into a person when we're driving to work, when we're sitting in a cubicle. We're sitting in our office and we're sitting in an oil field with headphones on or, or whatever it is. When you, there's times when you're alone and you're, you're trying to, you know, be an intellectual and you're trying to figure things out and you just have stuff that you want to listen to. And long form podcasting is one of those things that you can do. And it actually works. And, what I think the government forgets is that people, when they're trying to, can assimilate a lot of data, and they can listen, and they can decide for themselves. So they can think for themselves when they're not being spoon-fed every freaking bit of of clickbait and, and one-liners and all that kind of stuff that that is easily repeatable. When you have a conversation and you get these authorities on on these long-form shows that say, look, here's why I think that. Here's my evidence. I'm willing to talk about why I think about that, you know, why I think this. Let's have a conversation. It, it, That's very dangerous to elites. It really is because it means the, that they have no control. But the one thing that they actually – are keeping control of and it is for, to their benefit is is that as much as all of us when we are alone or talking on a podcast with our friend um are a person the moment we go out into the world we then join the people mm -hmm. and they've got people so scared to have an opinion different than the mob at this point that you know, I, I, I go to work and, you know, I've got certain people that I've known for years that I know I can talk to. But, you know, there, there's a lot of people that I just keep my mouth shut around because I have no clue if I'm going to say the wrong thing. And next thing you know, my kid doesn't go to college. And that's why they're winning right now. Exactly. That's why they're winning right now. They have managed to make a an environment of fear and mistrust and intolerance. And as long as they can maintain that, as long as that is the norm, they have nothing to fear. They have nothing to worry about. The The status quo will go on like that f until the wheels come off the wagon and the whole thing crashes and burns because of that. Because if they can keep us tribal and, and ununited, they won. It's a very simple equation, and it freaking works. That's the problem. It will work if they can do it. And anybody trying to put common sense and logic into anything going on around them, especially if you're in college or involved in a university in any way, shape, or form, you can't win. No. And I'll be, here comes my example on that one. Uh I don't have the article right in front of me, so I don't not remember exactly which school this was, but a young lady in the diversity center lost her ever-loving mind at someone for having a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Oh, yeah, and a bla uh, Blue Lives Matter on his laptop. And, exactly. And called the cops and told them that she was being persecuted because he was in the multicultural center. Basically, she cried racism and but, said that she was being threatened. But the same thing is, is that she was then disciplined for harassing him. Yes. And well, now disciplined they, in that she had to write a three-page paper and, saying how she would be more tolerant. And now the school president is being torn up for being racist for making her do this. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's shameful is the only word I well, got for the, it. But see, the thing I was looking at when I was reading this was is I, I almost feel bad for people because you can't win. Either no. you side with her and you're adding to the bullshit that's going on 
or you side with the other guy and you're, you you can't win. No matter yeah. which way you go on that, you can't win. Yeah, the only way to look at that is to go the you know, first of all, this girl is racist and she is. Um the she should have been expelled. So the the uh president or the dean failed his 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 other students in that this woman exhibited a blatantly racist attitude. I mean, if he'd have had some balls on him and gone, you know what? She was completely racist and um, did some really bad things that we do not support here at the school, which is, you know, she wasn't uh, observing her her the, the mantra that she was trying to exhibit. And um, we expelled her for harassing a, a fellow student in a racist manner. But, but even. And, but even then take the whole illogic of the whole thing. She got upset for someone being racially different than her in a multicultural center. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically multicultural except for his. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could, because it's – and this is a, a statement that I find almost as amusing as I find it sickening – you can't be racist against white people because white people are the problem. That's what that's what they actually think. You can't be racist against white people because they're white. That doesn't work. Well, well. And you're like, what? <laughs> when did that become a rule? Hey, that's I, not how that works. Hey, I almost got myself in trouble not too long ago because I jokingly said, as a Jew, I am a descendant of slaves. <laughs> Now it's a little bit further back. A little bit. <laughs> by just like a few thousand years. But but Well, so, you know. Yeah, but but at the same time, I'm a Jew. I'm a descendant of Egyptian slaves. Yeah. Let my people go. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think they were going being let go from? <laughs> Bondage, dumbasses. <laughs> uh, and <sighs> And I, I, and it that gets into a whole big can of worms and stuff. Just the the whole, you know, uh, people today. It's like you're not being oppressed. You have the same rights as everybody else. <laughs> um, I, it's it's a very strange situation. I don't, I don't understand why. I know. Actually, I do understand because it's being masterfully orchestrated that you can't fight back against it. Because they'll label you something else ridiculous, and they just scream it louder, and that seems to be the answer. And until, and I think this is how human nature works, and I've said this before, and until there's an event that is so blatantly blood as bloodthirsty as it is unjust, I think it will continue. And something to the point of George Floyd, only in reverse. It will have to be something like that. Somebody will have to be killed in a dramatic, bloody, and public way. Brutal and public. Uh, and, and once again, here comes my pessimism. Because you can see, brutally and publicly, a large group of ethnic gentlemen pulling a white guy out of his truck and beating him to death on the side of the road. They will be proclaimed as heroes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, and that's the way it is right now. It will it will have to be so egregious. That's why I think it will have to be so egregious. They'll have to like blood eagle them, now, you know, but, or but, something. But see, the thing is, is that they just convicted, I think, in Georgia, several men for 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 all intents and purposes doing that to an African American, and they should go to jail for the rest of their lives. But in reverse, it doesn't happen that way. No, no, that would that would not happen, and it wouldn't make the news. They would just squash it. Even if it did, even if it was three, you know, or they blame uh, it on the SUV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> running down fifty white people—that's not a crime. He was misunderstood. In fact, cops were probably chasing him, and that's why he ran into all those people. I, they, I it was amazing. And then they blamed the people. <laughs> they blamed the people he ran over for being there. I'm like, what? How did that become a thing? You know, like, oh, he's being chased by the cops. It was all the cops' fault. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, it wasn't racially most motivated at all. He was a black guy who was running from other, you know, he was running from white police, and it was the white people's fault, and they, they probably deserve to be. This is karma. 
I actually heard. Oh no, remember I that heard chick? that one too. Yeah, th- th- this is karma. That, w- that was you Rachel that. Maddow, if I remember correctly. Oh, no, God. it wasn't Rachel Maddow. No, it was it was some some. Was the, I have the, I have the right I have the right station wrong uh, uh, pundit. Yeah, and 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 you called that. They're like, oh no. <laughs> They'll say it was justified. And they did. They did. They said it like mowing down 50 people, which, by the way, I mean, is more than most of the shootings you see. I mean, they killed many and wounded up to 50. And and it was they didn't call that a mass attack. They didn't call it a mass murder. They didn't call it anything. They said it was an incident (laughs) with an out of control SUV. Yeah. They didn't blame the person driving the SUV. They didn't do any of that stuff. They were very careful not to do that. And I'm like, oh, wow. That means whatever it is to snap us out of this and start the pendulum swinging the other way is going to have to be incredibly bloody. I mean, like way on the massacre of of hundreds of people side. Um. I, I really think it'll have to be a racially motivated bombing that that was perpetrated by people of ethnicity against whites, and I think it'll have to be hundreds of people that you know something on this on the level of nine eleven will have to happen in reverse, um, in, in in with ethnically people, uh, uh, diverse people attacking Caucasians um, and. Th- hundreds or thousands will have to die before they go, okay, that's enough. I think that's what's going to have to snap us out of it. And it will be that much. And I know that's pessimistic and it's horrifying to say, but I really think that's what it would take at this point. Well, considering that it's pessimistic and horrifying to say, let's cut the conversation there and move on. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And move on to our (laughs) media recommendations. Do you have a media recommendation for our listeners today? A media recommendation. Yes, we talked about this last time. We're going to start talking about books or movies that we think are culturally significant that people should go out and watch or read or listen to or something of that nature. Do you have something for the listeners? Ugh. Well, not that's 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 political. No, it doesn't have to be political. Just something you think that our listeners should experience. You know what? I talked about this with you um, a while back, and it was it made me feel good. Uh, <laughs> uh, and not and not a while back. I mean, earlier today when we are on our marathon of recording sessions, um, something that made me feel good um, and just kind of made me think, wow, we're very similar to each other and 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 all that kind of stuff. Disney Plus right now has a, a thing. Um, I think it's called Get Back. Uh, it's about the Beatles and watching them go through through things and doing things that are culturally culturally significant like they changed um one of their songs to be a a, a political song and all that kind of stuff and I'm like wow <laughs> and they thought it was horrifying at the time and I'm like oh wow that wouldn't even scratch that wouldn't even make the news now um but just watching them go through it and and realizing that this kind of stuff has been happening for a very long time and watching them deal with it because the Beatles were faced or, you know, famous for like, look, take a step back, deal with injustice. But, you know, let's let's try and be a little kinder to each other. I, I watched probably I don't know. It, it's about 10 hours of it. It's a series. Um, I, I just I don't know. I felt better after watching it, which is rare to find something you feel better after watching uh, recently. What about you? Well, I am also going to offer up something that made me feel better um well i mean though it's going to start out somewhat dark uh recently betty white 99 years oh, old man, passed I away loved betty white yeah and she was awesome it, well uh, the funny part was is i was asked what she died died of and my response was she was 99 yeah <laughs> she, she was died old. Of being 99 yeah she wore out man however this kind of led to a marathon in my house of going back and watching the golden girls which i have to say was one of the funniest things I have seen in a while. I forgot what incredible comedic timing those four women had with each other. And you'd think it wouldn't go. You'd think, like, it, it wouldn't work, but... No, I mean, three... I, I, my 17-year-old was laughing her ass off. Yeah, those three against the foil of B. Arthur. Yes. 
was amazing. And what's funny is Betty White in that show played the straight one. And Rue McClanahan, who was in real life kind of the no-nonsense, like, doesn't talk dirty and all that kind of stuff, played the hussy. Yes. And in real life, it's the other way around. Well, not only that, Betty White was actually the oldest out of all of them. Yeah. Even older than Estelle Getty, who played B. Arthur's mom. Yeah. (laughs) But if you want to see what comedic timing looks like, I, I... I would love to see outtakes from the show. I've never seen it before, but I I just want to see whether or not how how much they could keep straight faces with each other. Oh, it had to be. I mean, and and of course they had everybody. I mean, who could the four of them not get? I mean, they had amazing guest stars on that show. So I it was it's it's a thing of beauty to watch. I remember my parents were a big fan of it all the time or you know back in the day and it, it, I watched the shit out of it. It doesn't seem but it's, it doesn't seem to be the type of thing that a lot of people would say, "Oh yeah, that's my jam." Uh because no, it's about, it wasn't cool. Well, then it's about, or it's now. about four old ladies living in Miami. Yeah. So but that being said, if you uh, that and that's why I'm throwing this out there to anybody. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. If you have access to it on some streaming platform, go back and watch the Golden Girls. It is absolutely friggin' hilarious. Man, I, I haven't seen that in years. Probably two decades. I probably haven't uh, seen it's that. it's it's been at least ten years since I watched it. But we sat down and watched it because we knew we loved it and just kind of went back through it. And it is. I, it, I just, I just kept marveling at the fact that the, th- the four of them played off of each other as well as they did, even in the beginning. It's not you know, even, it's not even like Seinfeld. Seinfeld took a season for those, for those characters to actually start to meld with each other. Yeah, they were out of the gate from the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I've got, I've got one more. Actually, two more, if you'll let me. No, go for it. Real quick. Uh, one, the book of Boba Fett. I've seen the first episode. I haven't seen the second. It, the second one takes the first one and just doubles down on the awesome. Oh, cool. Uh, it's it. Other than the fact that it doesn't have Baby Yoda, so my my girls are not interested in it. It is every bit as good as the Mandalorian. It's in the same. Now I was skeptical of it after before I'd seen the second episode, but I, I would say, and I can't remember if it was you or somebody was asking me, is it in the same league or is better, and. It is in the same league as the Mandalorian. In fact, it depending on where they take it, it may be wind up being better. Um, uh, phenomenal, also on Disney Plus. Uh, and the third one, Disney Plus. You can tell what I've been watching here the last week. Um, <laughs> Hawkeye. Actually, Freaking I have to admit, as excellent. far as a just Christmas feel good action flick type of thing, it, it you're right. That was excellent. Excellent. Haley Steinfeld, by the way, is amazing and beautiful and sexy and quirky and i honestly think she is the feel-good j-law um you know under the non-drunk non non dirty j-law well i and but see the thing is is what they may you want to now see her continue in the mcu yeah yeah, and the fact that they added helena or yelena in as uh i want to see the interaction between the two of them more. Hello, Kate Bishop. You know, she just kept using her name. You know, and I, I, it was so good. My, Stop it! I'm trying not to like you. <laughs> I can't help it. You know, <laughs> she's just so. Her delivery is so dry, and it's so freaking funny. I, and you actually feel for her. I, I want Yelena in more movies. We got to see her. Absolutely. More often. She is she is amazing. I loved her, um, I, and it was just fun. My girls and I watched it. We mainlined it yesterday. As this cast is recorded, we mainlined the whole series yesterday, and it was excellent. Just the, excellent. The only disappointment I had, and it's a minor one, and it may even just have been a scheduling conflict that they couldn't do it. I think Yelena should have gone home with him for Christmas, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but think about it. The whole concept is Yelena is has lost the only family she ever had. That's why I she's expected trying... her to, to pop out of the SUV. So this is where you live. I would have oh, expected but, but something see, better. But seeing know? the finding the people that her sister considered family. Yeah, that would have been excellent for that character. I, I would have liked to have seen her get out of the van and been or the truck and been with them at the end. I would have, too. But, you know, it's kind of makes more sense that she wouldn't understand 
that that is her family. You know, she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have done that. I mean, she saved his life and all that stuff, but, but, or spared it, I guess, but it's still, it, 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 she wouldn't, her character wouldn't understand that, you know, where Haley's, <laughs> Haley's would, you know, she was looking for that kind of thing. So I, I don't know. I, it was very well, very well done, and I thought it was great. So that uh, the book of Boba Fett and the Beatles thing. I've just been on Disney Plus the entire week. <laughs> it's, apparently, that's you know, it's earned its subscription fee this week. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, those are are positive areas. Well, do you have anything else for us today? I don't think so. And if I did, I probably should wait till next time anyway. <laughs> Well, we'll be back with more doom and gloom and media references next month, next week.